Shut up and sit down. Hey, how am I people today? I'm Chris. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And this is Filmer. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you scared me. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, oh, well, hey there, Film Narkians, and welcome to Film Narc's Halloween Spectacular. Named it just now, and you're going to be real spoopy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really good. We're excited that you guys are listening to us. We're assuming. Otherwise, we're just talking to nothing, and it's depressing. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're actually Skyping in this one uh, Schedules were fun So there may be a little bit of cut off If we get excited and talk over one another So bear with us Feel free to email Yep. And let us let us know that you hate it and, and At least we'll get something in our inbox <laughs> And Chris is here too Yeah I'm here Hey everybody Hey there's Chris hey. I feel like that was pretty cynical But what? seriously Twitter us man yeah, go for it. We're nice people. We'll talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what do you say we get started? Mm-hmm. Should we get to tell the cops? What little bitey told me. The Daily Snitch. All right. Now, you didn't hear this from me, but it looks like horror classic Suspiria is getting a remake. Now, a lot of you but... are probably... Yeah, a lot of you are probably going, what the heck is Suspiria? And that's exactly why I am super upset it's getting remade. Um, <laughs> Matt, Chris, uh, I know Chris is familiar with this movie because I recommended it to him, but Matt, are you familiar with Suspiria? Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, Chris, well, what were your thoughts? You uh, told me about it, but I didn't know. <laughs> I, I really liked it. It was really... Uh, psychedelic isn't the right word but like technicolor it's very colorful it's very yeah. visually striking it's also a good movie i didn't really think it was that scary but i definitely enjoyed watching it yeah i uh see this is a movie where i love horror movies i have a deep deep passion for horror movies bad horror movies good very old horror movies and this is one of those like breakthrough italian horror movie films that people were super into um, just because of the visuals, it was like an acid trip a little bit. Um, but if someone said they were a fan of horror, this is a movie you could ask if they've seen. And if they said, oh, yeah, I've seen Suspiria, you could be like, ah, oh, we bond. But it, it was just always one of those like secret code for true horror fans. But now that it's getting remade, it's going to shine a whole nother light on it that is going to take it out of its time where it has such a staple. I mean, it's in tons of top 100 lists of best horror movies. Um, it, it makes it less special by bringing a new generation into it that probably won't appreciate the old one now because there's a newer one to look to. And that breaks my heart a little. I'm uh, sorry, I feel bad no, I, for I, you I know, I and know. your heart. But yeah, that's all I that's all I got on that one. Well, uh, Chris, I think uh, did you have something? Well, you didn't hear this from me, but Saw Eight, the Saw the final movie in the Saw Legacy, seven years after the most recent Saw movie, cut up um, the rest, is coming out. Uh, 10 27 October 27th in 2017 right around the uh, Halloween mark 
is supposed to come out. It is going to be the last movie of the franchise. It is going to be directed by the uh, the same people who did like um, what was it, Paranormal Activity, or um, I, think I don't know. A... You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I should sure. probably be um, Predestination directors uh, oh. Peter and Michael Spierig. Um, hmm. And uh, it's, you know, people sound excited about it. I I didn't know they were making another Saw movie, and I feel like it's kind of... I mean, this is like the eighth one. So do you guys feel like we need another Saw movie? Well, I stopped paying attention after like three or four. I honestly had no idea they even made four more movies. <laughs> so no, I, I, don't, I don't care at all. Um, yeah, I'm done with Saw. Like, can we just, can we put a bullet in that movie series? Like, I think a lot of people stop paying attention to this movie, but it just keeps coming back. The only way these movies are interesting, if you look at it as, this is Kevin McAllister after he grew up and became a crazy old man and wanted to torture more bad people. Like, that's the only way to make these movies interesting. (laughs) Uh... I, uh, I want to play a game. A game where we don't make any more Saw movies. Oh. I've only seen a couple of them, but they were good. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, you can only... I mean, just I just don't understand what the point is. Uh, but, I mean, maybe they're still making money. I mean, they must be. Well, yeah, because they always come out around Halloween, and people want to see a Halloween movie, so this is the best that they could do. Oh, yeah! Yep. <laughs> well, you didn't hear this from me, but uh, Scream, the TV series, is getting a uh, a Halloween special. It's going to be two hours. It's going to kind of cover everything that is in season two that was left open. And although they haven't uh, clinched a third season, this may be kind of the final time we get to see it. Oh. Thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I really like the idea that they're doing a Halloween special. Um, I've seen the show. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it because it's very MTV. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of MTV. But, right. uh, but I love the idea of a Halloween special because as a kid, I remember seeing, like, Yogi Bear, Snagglepuss, Huckleberry Hound going to a haunted castle with the mummy and Count Dracula for a Halloween special. I remember seeing um, just all sorts of cartoons or TV shows that would do specials unrelated to their show as like a big event and everyone would gather around the TV and see it. Simpsons is the only one really still doing it. And so that's I, what I was going to say, is Simpsons yeah. is the best Halloween specials. They're always really good episodes, and they're totally different from their normal episode. That's something weird about this. Is like, It doesn't really seem newsworthy because Scream is already a yeah. scary show. So what's the point <laughs> of doing they're, a Halloween They will carve specials? a pumpkin at some point in the episode. It's going to be extra be spooky, Halloween. man. It's going to be extra spooky. Yeah, it seems, right? it seems kind of weird, but like if like Game of Thrones... <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. No, so I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I don't like, like that idea at like, all. Like, what's... but I did want to say on the Halloween specials, yeah. I used to watch um, all those as a kid on the Disney Channel. Those yeah. are my favorites, like Halloween Town and Under Wraps, and yeah. uh, there was that magic one. I can't remember what it was called. Um, like uh, something to do with like card handling and stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, those were always so much fun, and you look forward to them every year. And the ABC Family specials and all those kind of stuff, where yeah. the pumpkin guy was like dancing on the screen every mm-hmm. single time that you turn on the TV. Yeah, it was fun. I do miss there, that. There is a Halloween special that I want to emphasize, which is uh, uh Brooklyn Nine Nine. They do a Halloween episode every year, and it yeah. it revolves around this like hilarious hijinks of like trying to heist this plaque, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Really, it's one of the best episodes of the season. Each season, it's really great. So I really like awesome. that show. Yeah, I like that's that something that I really like, and that's really fun, and that's a cool way because it's even though it's it's on Halloween and people are like wearing costumes, it really, I mean, the plot of the episode has nothing to do with Halloween, but it's always really fun. Why hasn't okay. there been a Mr. Bean Halloween special? Like, I want that. Like, he has Christmas, Thanksgiving, he has, like, all holidays, but is Halloween... Didn't Halloween, like, originate as All Saints Day in Britain? Maybe he's scared. Ooh. But you could totally imagine him, like, dressing up, scaring kids, finding ways to steal their candy. I think it'd be <laughs> awesome. We need Rowan Atkinson <laughs> to be Mr. Bean and be a dick on Halloween oh. to children. Oh. Christmas. I'm pretty sure they quit filming that show a long time ago. However, he did make an appearance true. at the Olympics. There's a Thanksgiving, there's a Christmas, but there's no, and there's even a, a New Year's one. Yep. But there's no, no Halloween. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, well, moving on. Super mega question, fantastico. Super mega question, fantastico. My right. favorite. Anyway, yeah. Um. All right, guys. So I got a question for you. Is it Excellent. super mega? It is super mega, and nice. some may even call it fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I uh, see what you did there. Okay, so think of animals in nature. Now, what animal in nature do you think would be the scariest zombie? I have an answer for you. What is what is your answer? I and thought it, I thought long and hard about it. It better be good, Matt. I didn't think that long or hard about it. Actually, All right, I'm gonna do an evil. It's a laugh. horse. <laughs> Ooh, I think I've seen it. Kind of like the what are they called in the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things that only um, what's only Luna Lovegood can kiss. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Zombie horse. How terrifying is a horse already? <laughs> like huge horses stampeding around that are also zombies. I and mean, come it, on, like, king flesh coming off of them. Chris, and please. It, and then it fought oh. a wolverine. Yeah, I was just going to say, Chris, please have your animal be a wolverine, because if they <laughs> fought, that would make it not scary and just hilarious. <laughs> um, you guys already knew what my answer was going to be, oh, right? I had no idea, but I'm so glad you said it. I was thinking oh. more like, oh. uh, there's, actual, there's an actual zombie outbreak, and what animal, if they could become zombified, would be the scariest? And it has to be um, either dogs or cats, because we domesticate them, so they'd be like in our house, you mm-hmm. know? 
A zombie horse would kick your dog. (laughs) But I think a zombie cat would be scarier than a zombie dog. Something about, like, just this mangy cat that's, you know, pieces of flesh hanging off of it. And it's got those sharp, sharp teeth, you know. Um, And then maybe the scariest animal in general, I think it would still be in the cat family, like a lion or something. Because they're so big. So I think a zombie lion would be pretty scary. Or a oh, cheetah because like they're so fast. Yeah, zombie panther. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, for Gross. me, my pick is I I couldn't decide between what would be the most physically terrifying, which I think just looking at it and seeing it, I think it's got to be hippopotamus. It's already Ooh. one of the most dangerous animals to man. It can run 35 miles an hour. I think a zombie hippopotamus would be pretty frightening to see. But I think in terms of idea, I think like a mosquito. Because it bites you and turn you into a zombie. That is terrifying. That's great. And so mosquitoes would pass the zombie virus like nobody's business. Yeah. I don't like this at all. (laughs) Zika zombie. (laughs) Stick with horses. You can at least you can knock them over. <laughs> what? Those all scary zombie animals. That's that's great. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I, I like it. I thought that was good. Um uh I I have some other questions for you. There's there's age-old battles of um horror movie uh stars and villains and about them battling and who would win. Uh, I mean, there's a movie about Freddy versus Jason. Uh, which I personally believe Jason would totally win versus Freddy. Um, I think so too. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it depends. I think I think Freddy is scarier because you can't sleep. But when it comes to just like a straight out fight, it Jason seems more invulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, um, he can't die, man. Yeah, kind of like Michael Myers, except Michael Myers. He can he gets beat up. He just never dies. Ooh, how about Michael Myers versus Jason? I still that think Jason would win. Is a good battle. That I'd like to see. I feel like Jason... they haven't made that, have they? For no, for Michael Myer, Myers, Chris, don't think of the old ones. Think of the Rob Zombie ones. I haven't Ooh, seen yeah. the Rob Zombie ones. Ooh, you got to see the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Do I it. really liked them. Yes. Um, Okay, so there's been like, uh, like Alien versus Predator. You know, those have always been classic ones. But what about like Predator versus Ash? <laughs> Pokemon Ash? Not Pokemon Ash. Ash from Evil Dead. We're staying oh. in the horror theme. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what he. I knew what you were talking about. I know, not Matt. Which I wouldn't want to battle Ash with anything because he's got a bunch of animals that will fuck do his bidding. <laughs> yeah, that's scarier. Yeah, Ash is the Michael Vick of the cartoon world, with his wow. animal fighting. Wow. <laughs> oh man! Way to go, You know, I, I'm gonna go Ash, man. That guy's. He's Bruce Campbell is figure it out. Just yeah, he's he's a badass man. <laughs> he'll he'll always figure it out. Yeah, it's he's very cocky good. as hell. But he's got I mean, a chainsaw and a shotgun. Wait, wait, against Predator though. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just I don't think Ash's 
strong suit is stealth, and the only way you can beat Predator is by hiding from him. See, uh, I think Ash will well, be able to yeah. defeat Predator, but probably by accident. Oh. <laughs> you mean, like, it's hiding under a log, and then he just, like, sticks his arm up through the hole in the log and saws his leg off? No, I just mean, like, he'd probably wind up setting off a chain of events that would kill Predator, but he would claim that he planned it the whole time, but really it was oh, there you just go. some sort of mistake. Right. There's a spider. Mine sucked. Sorry. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like in a movie, Ash would win because Ash is the hero, but I think in just his skills against Predator, I think Predator would win against most, you know, most bad guys, most fights. Okay. Um, I got one for you. Okay. Who would win in a fight? Zombie horse. Now, or... now these are two. <laughs> these are two aliens. Okay, the xenomorphs from Aliens. Uh, yep. Versus the killer clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. Oh, the xenomorphs. Yeah. But you got the cotton candy gun. You have. <laughs> yeah, you have that. Yeah, you, you do. have balloon animal sniffing dogs. That they could use. You have that popcorn gun I, that the popcorn turns into creatures. I don't know, man. I don't I'd know. Never, the, I didn't find it that scary, so the, I don't see them as very threatening. The killer clowns from outer space, they have a lot of uh, tactics that they use to take things out. They may be able to... Yeah, and they're all the silly. They're all so silly. But highly effective. They are effective, but... Like, only to a degree. I Here's my problem with this. I think if a bunch of, like, college-age kids can beat them, you know, then the Xenomorphs definitely can. Right. That's fair. That's a fair critique. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I was, I was think, trying to think of one. Do you guys have any? No, I was trying to pin two ghosts against, against each other. Oh, Both ghosts? ghosts? There's not a lot yeah, of two ghosts. ghosts. Hmm. Like, well, Casper. I was thinking trying to find something to Casper fight the, Casper. Casper the, the friendly fr- ghost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who would win in a fight between, just name any <laughs> ghost, against Casper Yeah, I thought it would be the funny. The friendly ghost. How about Slimer? Slimer Ooh. versus Casper? <laughs> just like a standoff. They just wouldn't do anything. They'd be friends. I- Slimer would just eat the whole time, and Casper would be would. He's so friendly, he'd go and collect food for Slimer. It would be yeah. a draw. Yeah, of the, the best fight ever. What about the marshmallow, like you know, marshmallow state puff man at the end of Ghostbusters versus King Kong or something? Oh, King Kong for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. but new King Kong from the the new movies, like. Just even the little bit of teaser we saw right. and how big it's going to be, yeah. I say King Kong. Oh, yeah, I think you'd be able to dominate almost anything besides Godzilla, but, you know. He could eat it. I think you're biased. I don't think you're I biased just, on I that. I just don't think King oh, Kong would want to get Marshmallow all over him. Uh, yeah, that's his... <laughs> that's why he <laughs> is that loses. His, is that his weakness? That's it's why just he so loses. He and he's all, ew, <laughs> you win. Dude, if you got that stuck in your fur, that would be the worst. Go take a bath in the ocean. You'll be fine. <laughs> Run into Godzilla. It's a third movie. Go. Jeez. <laughs> that was the craziest conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
King Kong. And like, now, apparently, moving on. Yeah, moving on. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break. And then when we get back, uh, we got some more Halloween haunts for you. Ooh. They're here. Yes, they are. Uh, hello. Welcome back. Uh, we're going hey, into film our, hey, we're going into our um, movie spotlight, which uh, I gladly volunteered since it is October and Halloween, and I have a love for it. So I wanted to find a scary movie, and not just a scary movie, but a scary movie with a backstory. And so I looked up The Poltergeist. Are you guys familiar with said movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a really Karen, good movie. Uh, made me watch it uh, a couple of years ago um, because I'd never seen it. Wow. Yeah. We watched uh, the first and the second one. Was there a third? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. There's three, I think. Okay. I think. And then there was I don't a, know if we... And then there was a remake recently. Oh, yeah. That's right. I didn't see the remake. Yeah. I'm was, pretty yeah. sure I've only seen the original. No, I saw the remake, too. I, in fact, I saw the remake in theaters. Yeah. Um, oh, you did? Yes, I did. Um, but uh, and the remake was good. But uh, there's, I like the original, the very first one. It's just a really good movie, and there's n- nothing quite that comes to the original, in my opinion. Yeah. Which one are you focusing on, Corey? Um, I'm focusing on the very first one, which is actually viewable right now on HBO Go. So, nice. oh, nice! You can head out there, get this in for your holiday treats. Yeah, get in your car, drive to HBO, and get the movie. <laughs> yep. Just first, head out there. First of all, a couple of scenes I want to talk about and how they did them was there's a scene in the poltergeist where the kid walks into the kitchen, talking to the mom, and she's cooking, and you go past the table, and the chairs are all at the table, and they're chatting, and then it pans back, and the chairs are all stacked up on top of the table in the next shot. A lot of people thought that this was a cut, but they actually did it in one shot, and when they followed the child past the table and over to the mom, a bunch of stagehands rushed on off camera, pulled all the chairs, and put a sculpture of a bunch of chairs together on top of it, and then ran out of the shot, and then they panned back over to show it. Wow. Awesome. I did not know that. What a difficult thing to do practically. Yes, yeah, for real. Also, I just want to say that that scene is ridiculous, because... The mom thinks that the kid is stacking chairs. Yeah. Like, why? She's like, oh, it's so weird. ridiculous. It's like, well, like, I know you stack those chairs. Uh, well, it's no, just, I didn't. you it's can't weird. believe that it did it by itself, so you assume that the kid somehow magically did it. But it's the same thing with um, uh, the sixth sense when the mom walks out of the room and then she comes up back in and all the cupboards are open in the kitchen. Yeah. And she's like, why are you opening all these cupboards? Are you looking for something? And it's like, there's no way anyone would have time to open all those cupboards. <laughs> right. You know, it's the same thing. You don't have time to stack all those chairs unless you're four stagehands and the chairs are already a sculpture. Yeah. Right. Um, and <laughs> with this movie, there's actually a bit of controversy over who directed it. Because it was originally under another director. I forget his name because Steven Spielberg um, helped produce the movie. Um and apparently people on set during interviews now, they're saying that Spielberg actually had a lot of uh, input and content. And there were certain scenes where he was really instrumental on how they worked together and how they were shot. So 
Spielberg was working on other movies. That's why he didn't direct it. But he is very, very um, involved in this movie and how it was shot. Uh, so he, so a lot of people are like, well, Spielberg should get the credit instead of this guy, as opposed to this and that. So there's been a little bit of talk throughout the years about who really directed this movie. And, uh, speaking of Steven Spielberg, there's a famous scene in this movie where someone's looking in the mirror and they start clawing at their face and they start ripping their face apart and it's falling into the sink And so they, like, get down to the bone, and they're ripping all this flesh off. Apparently, um, they they had the dummy face in there, and it's actually Steven Spielberg's hands, because they had one of these cast models to be torn apart, and the person didn't want to mess it up. So they got Spielberg to actually do it and peel it away, so that way, if it messed up, they could blame it on him, but he could also kind of do it the way that he wanted to. So when you watch Mm. that movie, those are the hands of Steven Spielberg. Um, And also there is... Spooky. 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 Also, there is a, um, a tree scene in this movie where the tree grabs the kid out of the room and swallows up the kid. And this tree was put into this movie because there was a tree outside of uh, Steven Spielberg's room. That when uh, he was a kid, like when he was a kid, and the tree always creeped him out. <laughs> so uh, he just always kept that in mind, and he really wanted to incorporate the tree because he always had ideas that the tree was going to eat him and all that kind of stuff. Wow, it really does sound like he was—he had a heavy hand in the making of the movie. Yeah. Well, he did co-write it, so. Yeah, but. It's uh, part of he, why it's so good. Oh yeah, of course. That's why, totally why it's a classic. It reeks of Spielberg. Um, mm. Also, there's a scene where they're in a pool and skeletons pop up in the water with the girl. Oh, in there. that's that's the creepiest part of the movie, I think. Yeah. How creepy do you find it knowing that those skeletons were actually real corpses yeah exactly that's why i know that that's why it's creepy Uh, apparently it was a lot more expensive to get fake skeletons and corpses as opposed to just getting real ones so they did that i find that very hard to believe that doesn't make any sense but I, i believe it i saw a special features of like an office episode and one of the directors was talking about how ridiculous hollywood is because you know the uh, the beach episode where Creed grabs a fish out of the ocean? Yeah. It's a fake fish, and he was saying that it was like over $1,000 for this fake fish. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> and you just think it would have been so much easier to just catch That's a fish. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, but there's all these, like, laws and stuff to do with, like, wildlife, and you can't, like, harm and touch and, you know, uh, film and all that kind of stuff. But you'd think it'd be the same with bodies you would think and skeletons and they also like, used real corpses in how the insensitive time. is that how, how insensitive did she feel is that? about being in a pool with dead bodies i don't know she was in it yeah <laughs> but, does uh, it does is there any like recording of no, her she, like no no recording of her saying anything i guess about her it. genuine reaction is probably in the movie yeah, oh, <laughs> but yeah. but yeah. The, uh, in the second film in the second poltergeist film they also used real corpses and uh, they actually had someone come in and perform a blessing <laughs> after the scene was shot uh, because they were super creeped out and paranoid by it for good reason. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, well, all the things that happened with the first movie, which I'm sure you'll tell us about. Yep. Um, also, another shot in here is uh, Joe Beth Williams' character. Uh, there's a scene where she's going up along the wall and going up onto the ceiling. Uh, obviously, rotating room used for that. So a big room on a pole that rotated as she spun up the wall. Um, mm. Which are used a lot. Nightmare on Elm Street, they used a rotating room to get the blood pouring out of the bed in that huge blood geyser. That's actually just an upside-down room where they dumped gallons of blood through the bed. So it goes onto the ceiling. Um, I had no idea until you told us that, like, um, off-podcast. Yeah. It's so surprising to me. I wonder how much work that is to do. I don't know, but that Nightmare on Elm Street set where they did the blood through the bed, that's the same room they used in the movie Break Into Electric Boogaloo when Turbo was dancing along the walls in the ceiling as a girl walks in and sees him break dancing all around the edges of the room. So kind of fun. It's such a cool effect. It's such a cool effect, and it seems like they're getting they're they're totally getting their money's worth out of that set. They are, um, right? <laughs> they just keep it around and use it for like every movie. But it's still when I see it in a movie, it still blows my mind. You know, it because it creates such a cool effect um, that even knowing that it's a rotating set, it still looks awesome. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it always is a fantastic effect. Now, this movie was made for $10.7 million. Um, worldwide box office, it did $121,706,019. Wow. So this was a huge, huge film. It's rated an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is an absolutely incredible movie, and I highly recommend watching it because it's a classic. But also, there's a lot more to this movie other than what was captured on film. There is such a thing known as the Poltergeist Curse. Spooky. Spooky. Yeah, this is a good stuff. <laughs> oh, that one was way better than mine. Yeah, Poltergeist Curse. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. That one was actually me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to tell the difference. Okay, this one's the machine. Right? Now Definitely this, a machine. Now this one's Matt. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's super close. Oh, good, I can't maneuver. Stay on target. We're Sorry. too close. Stay on target. Yep, I got <laughs> off track. Okay. Um, so the Poltergeist Curse. Uh, actress Dominic, Dominique Dune. Dunn. I think it's done. Dooney. Dooney, sure. Um, she, after filming the movie, um, she played the character of the older sister, I believe. Uh, she was strangled at the age of 22 uh, by her former boyfriend, and her boyfriend was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and was sentenced to six years in prison. His He got paroled after three and a half years. And after she was strangled, she went into a coma, and she never regained consciousness and died five years later. So, wow. pretty crazy. That's just depressing. Yeah. Um, and then Heather O'Rourke, uh, she was in three of the movies, all three of the original Poltergeist. She died in early 1988 at age 12 due to complications from acute bowel obstruction. Now, this is the girl that plays the, they're here. Um... 
Yeah, she was in all three Poltergeist movies, but she had just this crazy thing that wound up killing her. Um, also depressing, especially because she was a kid. Yeah, and yeah. Julian Beck, he was in uh, the second movie. He died of stomach cancer, and Will Sampson was in the second movie, and he had kidney failure and preoperative uh, malnutrition, and he wound up dying. So... <laughs> These movies have counted up quite a death toll in real life, uh, and a lot of people blame it on just the idea of the movie and the filming and the sets and probably real-life corpses and all that kind of stuff. So lots of mystery around the filming. But yeah, wow. that's, that is, uh, that's weird how they all had like stomach and or whatever related deaths. Yeah, Not all of them, but... Cancer and bowel obstruction and kidney. They probably drank the corpse water and then oh. <laughs> they all died. Gross. There's a lesson to you, kids. Don't, don't drink the corpse water. If anybody asks, don't do it. <laughs> if someone has a gun to your head and wants you to drink corpse water, just take the bullet. Just Tell them about no. poltergeist and then they won't. <laughs> the more you know, say no to drinking Diddly corpse I need that sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I want the one from Scrubs though, or the um the guy from Scrubs that does it, like that makes fun of him. Matt, I've told you time and time again, when it comes to sound bites, I don't want no Scrubs. <laughs> oh. oh, nice. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Uh, what is his you. name though? It's gonna bother me. I I don't know what you're talking about. Dude. The Scrubs, I, like the main guy from Scrubs. Zach Braff? JD? Yeah. Zach Braff? Yeah, Zach Braff. He, he did like... Kind of... yeah, yeah, he... yeah. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> All right, now uh, I think this it's is good for us to go into. Scene selection! Scene selection! Scene selection! Scene selection! I can't help but dance. Halloween. I dance edition. every time I hear that. What did you say? I dance every time I hear that song. Yeah. It's good, good to jam. know. I like it. <laughs> I just didn't hear what you said and I feel like it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I I was dancing and I felt like I needed to share. Well, yeah, because I guess we can't see each other, so. Yeah. No, please continue. Typing it up. Uh, all right, so for this scene selection, we are actually doing the top three creatures from scary movies. I'm excited <gasps> about not this. Not a one. scene collect- selection, but it is this segment. Yeah, this let's, has become just a list. Yes, uh, okay, so just so people listening understand, this definitely isn't a message for anyone participating in this podcast. Now, there will be honorable mentions, which aren't necessarily part of your top three. <laughs> don't, don't you go there. And then there will be your top three choices you. that you made. How starting with three, you. and then two, and then going to one. But before that, you can have as many honorable mentions. I'm making me about as angry but, but, as a Medea movie. Numbering, numbering <laughs> your honorable mentions doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And and renders the entire process. Hey, listeners, let's don't worry about it, okay? 
It okay. happened. <laughs> now, I guarantee you guys won't have one of my top three. Okay. Because okay. you probably have never heard of it. I have three honorable mentions, so I kind of want to get them out of the way quickly. Okay, Do go it. ahead. Um, okay, so first honorable mention is The Crooked Man from The Conjuring 2. Now, I know neither of you guys have seen this, but I just thought he was a really cool kind of a creature, hmm. very creepy. Um, he's special effects. He's not practical effects. So he definitely wasn't going to make it into the top three because I wanted those to be practical. Because I think practical just makes creatures more creepy and more cool. Um, the second one is Mimics from the Edge of Tomorrow. I love those oh, creatures. Okay. I love the way they move. I love their That's a physics. Good yeah, I just like normally when you see creatures, they're very human humanoid and th yeah. these were they were aliens and they i they were believably alien you know like i believed that that creature could have evolved on another planet that doesn't have water you know um so it just it, it was a very cool creature and i really liked it and yeah. then um my last honorable mention is the goblin king from the hobbit and just about nice. everything from the lord of the rings but especially the goblin king i love that giant like goiter that he has like that fat sack on his neck and just the way he looks and also his character the way he sings and he has so much character so yeah, yeah. oh nice all right um i like it okay i'll go next uh for my honorable mentions i gotta say the it was hard to not put them in the top three but the gremlins from the movie gremlins um, I adore them. They're mischievous, and as a kid, they frighten me. Um, nice. Nice. And, yeah, gremlins are good. Yep, and then I would also say the Cenobites or Cenobites from Hellraiser. So Pinhead and uh, yeah. all of his friends yeah. in Mayhem. He almost oh. made my list. Hellraiser yeah. almost made my list. Yep. That's a good that one. That totally makes sense. That's, those are some creepy, creepy dudes. Yep, so always very scary. And then I would have to say any of the creatures in the movie Slither. I love that movie. It's a James Gunn movie. It's hilarious and gory and crazy. Watch the movie Slither, but there's fantastic bugs, and then there's a giant like inflatable woman, and then there's a gnarly <laughs> slug man in it as well. Uh, totally worth seeing. Watch Slither. You'll love it. Um, and that will do it for my honorable mentions. Nice. Okay. Honorable mentions for me um, are the homunculi from Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Those uh -huh. creepy little creatures. <laughs> yeah. They're tiny, like, little tooth fairy-looking fairy creatures, and they're so creepy. They can be cute and cuddly and then just totally terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and then any dummy ever. Oh, like okay. Mannequin? Dead Silence, Annabelle... Yeah. Any dummy. I hate goosebumps. dummies. Yeah, goosebumps. I just don't like them. Yeah. At all. Pinocchio. <clears throat> well, I don't hate. <laughs> okay, I don't hate all dummies. Lloyd I hate Christmas. Most of them. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> nice. I didn't like it, but I I saw what you did there. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just they always creep me out. Okay. Chucky you... never seemed to scare me though. Yeah, I don't know there's why. Some creepy, there's some creepy I think it's because he was so cynical and so like old yeah. man. 
it just didn't, yeah. didn't scare me that much. The doll's facial contortions freaked me out more than anything else. Like when he'd scream and be like, oh, that always right. creeped me out. There's some creepy mannequins and lights out. One of my favorite parts of that movie is is mm. it has to do with mannequins. They're like in a store after closing and like it's just very simple. Like they're there and then they leave and then they come back and the mannequins in like a different position. I think like you're thinking of the like movie that. mannequin. No, this is from Lights Out, the new movie. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to throw out a <laughs> reference to the movie Mannequin. Um, okay, so uh, if that's it for honorable mentions, let's talk about I, our number should three. Should we do the same order? Sure. Number uh, three. Okay, my, my number three is the baby zombie from Dead Alive. Nice. Uh, and this has more to do with the idea than the actual creature. I just love the fact that two zombies procreated and had a zombie. It's so funny to me. <laughs> like, it's not... It, it would be so sad if a, if a baby got bit by a zombie. But it's so funny for two zombies <laughs> to have a baby. It's hilarious to me. And so the baby there zombie is, a is great. Everything that the baby zombie goes through, like, they have this whole scene dedicated to the baby zombie getting its, like, head knocked into, like, a swing set and, like... Just and like when he eventually gets chopped up in the food processor, like the entire fate of the baby zombie, he's great and he's funny. And the little things that the baby zombie does is always really funny too because he's running around and he's like, you know, he's just like so evil. It's great. So I missed missed the title of the movie. What was it again? Dead Dead Alive. Alive. Oh. AKA Brain Dead. It's uh, the Peter Jackson bloodiest movie yeah, ever. Yeah, we still have to watch that. You s- yeah. Yes, yes, I got it on DVD. It was very difficult okay. to get, but I got it. And and you and I, we need to watch it sometime. It's amazing. So I wanted to say on the on the dummy mannequin thing. Yes. The creepiest thing I have ever seen involving those is a YouTube channel. Shay Saint John S H A Y E S A I N T J H J-O-H-N. Are you talking about the singing, like, the singing, like, the singing mannequin thing? Yes. Oh, it's so creepy. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen, I think, in my life. If you try to watch that in the dark. definition of creepy? I don't know what it is, but I hate it. You're going to have to send me a link to that. 30 seconds of it, and I I could not handle it. If you watch it, don't watch it alone, man. It is is so unnerving. (laughs) It it really is. Send me a link of that. And it's the thing is, is it, there's no jump scares. It's not scary. It's just creepy, beyond creepy. Yeah. Nice. Is that is that your number three, Matt? Or? No, I just I just wanted to say what it was because I have my computer in front of me, so I looked it up real quick. Oh I'm God! Glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned it because it is super duper creepy. It's, like it hurts my heart to even think about it right now. <laughs> so what's your number three? Stay on target. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, my number three is um, the sure, Daleks. Sure, Matt can go next. From, from my turn as going now. <laughs> the Daleks from Doctor Who. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Um, they are these uh, little creatures. Um, if you haven't seen Doctor Who, they're these little creatures that are basically just like a brain and a heart and that kind of stuff. And um, they've like got all emotion removed except for like hatred and following orders. And they're like one of the scariest things in the Dr. Who, who universe because they just <laughs> never Hugh. stop. 
Dr. Hugh. <laughs> about Hugh. a man who tries to surgically fix all the color in the world. Yeah. Well. No, I didn't want to interrupt you, but Dr. Hugh completely changes that show. Damn it. That's not what I meant to do. But anyway. You're good. They're like, Taylor. they're in a bunch of, of episodes of, of Dr. Hugh. Um, and uh, they're like a focal point, a central point um, in, in the time war and all that kind of stuff. And What are they called um, again? The Daleks, the Daleks, D-A-L-E-K, and they go around in these little machines. They're not especially creepy, but just their master plan and how evil they are. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's my number three. Please continue, everyone. Okay, okay so my number like three. Uh, actually, first of all, I'd like to rewind one of my honorable mentions. I can't believe I forgot it because it holds a space in my heart so near and dear. Uh, the big worms from Tremors. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say the big worms from Space Jam. No. Uh, the movie Tremors, I love that movie. I loved it as a kid. That was one of those super, like, whoa, kind of freaky movies starring Kevin Bacon as a kid that scared me, but I liked it. Uh, that was your Disney Channel movie special? Yeah, that was my under wraps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was more like under sand. Um, that was stupid. That was a lame joke. I'm sorry. Uh, so my number three is Uncle Impy. Ask me what movie Uncle Impy is from. I'll just let you tell me. Uncle Impy is from a movie called Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. It <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty bad. Uh, I'm not surprised if no one's ever heard of it. But yep. what happens is it's a group of like teenagers and they wind up going into this bowling alley. They like break into it and they hit like this urn. I don't even fully remember what happens. All I remember is they release a little devilish imp who talks like a jive talking. He's like, hey, why'd you guys hear Uncle Impy's urn and stuff? And he's like <laughs> in a bowling trophy or something. But he winds up like what? killing these people. And my brain exploded watching this movie because uh, there is a band called Static X that I used to be a big fan of. And they yeah. had a song called I'm With Stupid. And at the end, a woman laughs and goes, ha, 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 very stupid. And that is actually a line plucked from that movie, Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bullorama. Uh, interesting. So it was interesting yeah. seeing that that line was pulled from there. But hilarious movie, I don't necessarily suggest watching it, but maybe looking up a trailer and watching it. Watch the trailer, you'll get everything you need from it. But yeah, my number three is Uncle Impy, who was, I should say, a hand puppet of an imp that they used. Wow. So The description even sounds like just horrible. Yep. So Sounds like a terrible monster. Watch that trailer. Thing. <laughs> Very <Creature>. cheesy. <laughs> number two. All right. Uh, my number two is the Xenomorphs. We've already talked about them from Alien. Oh, nice. Good choice. Yeah. Well, they're Always just, good. they're cool. You know, the things that they do are scary. They hunt us, which is scary. They're very cool looking. The way they have that elongated head and, you know, it like pops out of the dude's stomach. Like all these iconic things that are all surrounding this one creature and, um, I feel like that movie wouldn't work if it weren't for how cool and creepy the Xenomorphs look, so yeah. I just had to give them a shout-out. They get my number yeah. two spot. I like it. I like it. Great, I'm a fan. Great choice. Matt, you're number two. All right. 
Um, my number two, I had uh, was flip flopping, flip flopping back <laughs> and forth. Apparently, I can't talk today, so we're just gonna go with it. Flip flopping. Right? Flip flopping, Doctor Hugh. Dude, there's um, so many great words we have now. <laughs> we should uh, honk about it and try to come up with a list of everything. Yeah, let's uh, let's yep, let's bring up text messages into the podcast. Sorry, that's <laughs> a good idea. That that is my bad. <laughs> Damn it, autocorrect. Um, so I think I'm gonna go with, I think I'm gonna go with the Pale Man Ooh. from Lab- Hans Labyrinth. For oh. your number two? For my number two. God, that is um, terrifying. The thing is so Such creepy. A good but, choice. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but it's also really beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's Guillermo and del Toro, so, man. It draws you in, but then it creeps you out, and it makes you want to see more. It makes you interested, and then it also kind of just, like, makes you unnerved. And I like that. And the whole story of it, and, like, that character and what he does. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, it's worth it. It's worth the subtitles. Hot damn. It's really worth it. That was a really good choice. I love that movie. Um... My the number... goat dude is super creepy too. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my choice is the thing from the movie The Thing, the thing. from nineteen. I'm glad you went with a classic uh, creature. I almost did too, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, I love that movie with uh, Kurt Russell. Um, and the the one part that haunts me till this day is the dog's head peeling open like a banana with like Ugh. the skinned dog's head like in its place while they find the thing and then the guy's like head and spine wind up getting ripped up like a scorpion as he's crawling yeah. around. Oh man, like that movie is terrifying and that creature, that alien is oh so awesome. once you see once you see his head as his like you know his with the spine at, where it like looks like his neck yeah basically and he's crawling you never get that out of your head no. it's like this was very close to being number one on my list was the thing yeah um so i'm really glad you have it because i just narrowly pushed it out of my list entirely <laughs> all right so we are on to number ones okay so my number, number one, one my number one kind of totally got spoiled because my number one is the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, wow. nice. That's yeah, awesome. I love him. I love everything about him. I just, when I think creepy creatures that gave me nightmares, the only one that really takes the top of the list is the Pale Man, especially when he, like, grabs his eyes and they sit in the palms of his uh, hands. Like, the uh, type of, yeah. like, it's so far away from human anatomy at that point that it just, it's so good and it's so creepy the way he holds his hands in front of his face, but you still get the creep factor of him at not having a face and that's always creepy looking, uh-huh. you know? He's like faceless basically because his ha- eyes are in his hands. I just, I love everything about the pale man and he scares me. Yeah. He legitimately scares me and he's really cool looking. I just think he's one of the greatest creatures. So kudos to you, Matt, for putting him on your list. And I, well, thank you. uh, um, you too. yeah, but I, he got my number one. Nice. I hear you. I hear you on that, man. Okay. Well, I'm going to read you a little, little some, something. Hopefully I won't mess up the words. Can't even shout. Can't even cry. The gentlemen are coming, looking in the windows, knocking on doors. They need to t- take seven. 
and they might take yours. Don't call your mom. Don't say a word. You're going to die screaming, but you won't be heard. The girl in Buffy's dream. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> it's the gentleman. The reason these things are so creepy is because they're always smiling and coming to kill you. Ooh. Um, if you haven't seen these, uh, I watch Buffy uh, a lot. I've seen it like twice. All the, well, I think this would be my second time all the way through. And episodes here and there all the time. It's just on at my house. It's just like a staple. We love it. And Adrian's seen it like three or four times all the way through. Oh, um, yeah. They are It's just uh, a pretty great, creepy. great, great show. But anyway, um, the gentleman, because of the spawn of all of these other gentleman-type um, creatures, and that is The Silence from Doctor Who hmm. and Slenderman. Oh, I was going to say Slenderman. Yeah. So they're not exactly the same in backstory and all that kind of stuff, but because of those uh, shows, um, the Slenderman legend and the way that he looks is kind of how that all got started. Nice. So. Yeah, they are definitely creepy. Um, Okay, so for my number one. Close up the show. Make it strong. I do it. tried thinking of a top three creature, and one came to mind immediately, and I couldn't horse. shake it. So I got I, it. It's a horse. <laughs> it's a wolverine <laughs> riding a horse. It's terrifying. Um, <laughs> no, I kept thinking, and I was like, you know what? I'm an, I'm an old soul, and I love all of the old universal monsters and the classics. Oh, I'm so glad you went here. Dracula, and I was like, who's better than a top three creature than the creature from the Black Lagoon? So I I had to go with the creature from the Black Lagoon who starred in a trilogy of movies, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Return of the Creature from the Black Lagoon, and The Creature Walks Among Us, which I have all three on VHS in a set. And The nice. Creature from the Black Lagoon has one of the most beautifully shot scenes I have ever seen in a movie till this day. And it's where the girl, the main character that the creature tries to kidnap, is swimming in the top of the water in the lagoon. And it's a side shot where you see her swimming towards the top of the screen, the jungle at the very top. And then you see underwater and you see the floor of the lagoon on the bottom. And you see the creature matching her, spinning around, swimming underneath her. And she has no idea. And it is such a beautiful profile shot. That shot has always stuck with me. It's probably my favorite shot in cinema. And the creature is just such a great, classic, can't speak, kidnaps the woman. Like, And the effects in the suit are staggering for its time. It's totally believable. And uh, it's a Universal Monster classic. So I like that it. was my number one. Could have easily gone with Mummy or Frankenstein uh, or Dracula, and I like it. I like it. Yep. Yeah, I like when it a lot. you said classic, I thought you were going to do, like, Mummy or Frankenstein or maybe even The Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not scary. Way, this would have been a really sad. funny pick, a really uh, sort of uh, sarcastic, because he's, you know, invisible. However, The Creature is a really cool movie. Also, just a completely off the subject has a really cool pinball game. Yes, he does. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you know? Well, there you go. The more, the more you, know. you know. With Zach Braff. <laughs> I, I, kind of, 
I before we shut this down, I'm really enjoying this. Do you guys have any other creatures just in general? Um, here, let me start us off because um, I had a friend that I worked with when I was younger, and she told me that she would have these nightmares of a the goat man. And it was like this half human, half goat who would like haunt her in her dreams. And it was absolutely frightening the way she described it to me. Hmm. Um, uh, also, another example of sort of like that, like actual, you know, nightmare fuel. I had an ex-girlfriend. She told me about this clown that would float above her bed when she was sleeping with a cleaver and cut off any body part that wasn't under the covers. Jeez. I know. When she told That's me that, terrifying. I, like, I feel like I don't have that. Like, nothing that scary dwells within my head. Well, I do you know? now. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any, like, examples or stories like that? Like, creatures, they're not necessarily in movies or TV shows, but just, like, at, like they scared you when you were a kid. No, I watched so many movies, and probably one of the things that scared me the most as, uh, as a teen was I watched The Exorcist, and there's a scene where she goes upside down down the stairs... Yes. Um, and that scene horrified me to my bones. Like, I would yep. lay in bed and my door would be open and I would have the hall light on, no other lights in the room, and I could just imagine that she was just going back and forth in the darkness, like crawling around out there. And it just, I couldn't sleep. Oh my gosh. Corey, I'm so glad. when I, The first time I saw that, all the hair on my body stood up. All my pores opened and sweat poured out, like, simultaneously. It was, like, it affected me, like, viscerally when I saw that, like, bent over. Like, she's doing a back bridge, but she's, like, yeah. on her toes and fingers. Like, it's impossible. Yeah, down the it's stairs. so... Oh my gosh, so the, scary. the visual of it is so, you do so a, frightening. You do a full body release when you see it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> shout outs to, uh, shout outs to, uh, cashing in with TJ Miller. Yes. You absolutely do. <laughs> I don't know if I really have one. Uh, what's just something that anything. scares you, Matt? Well, uh, I've had a couple nightmares I could share. Yeah. Oh, okay, I well, I could talk forever about scary dreams. Yeah, scary dreams. I really only have one, and it only happens when I'm sick. Tell um, us I don't know why, but it always happens when I'm sick, like uh, with the flu or whatever. Mm. I am in a, a dark, dark, dark room, um, and I'm small, like an ant size, and the room is normal size, and uh, there's a slit in the the doorway like there's an open door and i'm just running towards that um that light but i can never reach it and there's something big like an elephant or something i don't know why it's an elephant but uh <laughs> something's trying um, to step on something's you? trying to step on me and i'm just running and running and running and whenever i wake up my hands feel huge weird uh and i huh. have to like go into the bathroom and like wash my hands and like Weird. It's a weird. I don't know why. Like, I don't know what it comes hands. from. It's got to be from Dumbo, don't you think? So, maybe. <laughs> it sounds like. So it sounds to me like it's one of those dreams where you are terrified. There's a lot yeah. more dream, but something that I get from a lot of friends because I like talking about scary dreams, um, nightmares. It's just something that sticks with you and really affects you. Um, some like a common theme that I get is there's like terror sometimes for no reason at all, like but nightmares are just there's a terror that's involved with them Corey, i want to hear one of yours like okay. what's your quintessential scary dream my quintessential scary do you have dream. any repeating ones like um, matt 
No, I usually don't have any repeating ones, which I would actually like, because then it wouldn't be new things to terrify me, because you both know how my mind works, so when I have crazy dreams, they're pretty crazy. Um, but the one that stuck with me the longest, besides the tire dream, which I don't think we have time to discuss that one, it's long, unless you guys really want to hear it, then I'll tell it after. But, uh, the, uh, which is, it's more funny than anything. Um... There's one where I was dreaming and I was fully aware, but it was pitch dark. And it was kind of, it felt kind of like wet and like moist, like there was water around my feet and I could feel water kind of like dripping. So it felt really dark, really enclosed, and I wasn't sure what was going on. And I could just kind of look around. I couldn't really feel anything or reach anything. I didn't want to move my feet. Uh, so I was just kind of reaching not too far out in front of me. Uh, but then I kind of reach up above my head to see if there's something on top of me, and I feel a chain for, like, a light bulb. And what happens, happens in a split second in the dream, and I woke up. But I'm going to describe it in detail, because I remember the details, but it happens literally for, like, a split second once the light goes on. I pull on the chain, and a light goes on, and I'm in this well, and all along the walls are torsos of people sticking out of the walls and it's hundreds of people going up and they all have no faces it looks like they've been like sewed together and sewed clothes and they all lift up and start reaching towards me as soon as the light goes on oh. and then i just wake up in that split second oh <laughs> that's gosh. terrible yeah and i couldn't go back to sleep for the rest of the night and i think that <laughs> lasted for like two nights where i was terrified to sleep because of that dream Oh my gosh! I don't like that at all. I've never, I've never had or thought of anything that frightening before. Uh, I had a pretty scary dream though. Um, you know the part in the Sixth Sense where he's in his school and he talks about how the school used to be, uh, like they used to hang people there or something. Yeah. But there's a part where he looks up the stairs and there's like people hanging at the top of the stairs by mm -hmm. their necks. Uh, that kind of reminds me of this dream i had where I, everyone that i had ever met was living in a mall for some reason this big mall <laughs> and at first in the beginning of the dream it was super happy and this was one of those w rare dreams where it feels like it's a whole day like it lasts a long time and uh people start go start to go missing so the dream starts and it's great we're all just like everyone i know is just living happily in a mall and then people are disappearing and so everyone in the mall is kind of looking for the people who are who have been disappearing and there's a moment um where i'm standing it's like a two-layer mall like two stories so i'm on the second story looking down trying to see everyone trying to see if any of the people who are missing are down there yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I just like exasperated and I can't see anyone. And I look up at the ceiling and everyone who's disappeared was hanging from the ceiling. Oh, now, um, that's also terrible. Uh, but I, I love these kinds of, it's just, it's so interesting to think about the sort of things that our minds come up with and, and completely terrify us and yeah. um, who knows why no one knows why we have dreams or, or what they mean if anything you, um, but nightmares are interesting you guys have heard my story about the giant tires and the giant flaming tires right i think you may have mentioned it at one point i know i've heard it but you're but basically there's tires chasing you and it's scary <laughs> uh no it's a lot more detailed than that it's the movie Rubber. 
No, it's, it's someone told me about that movie and I was like, you're not going to believe this dream I had. Um, okay, we're kind of running on a short episode, so I'm going to get this out quick, okay? Because it's funny, I think you'll enjoy it, and any listeners may enjoy it. Um, but it was terrifying during the dream. Okay, I, ha- I know it in excruciating detail, I'm going to try to get through it quick. There's a big circular clearing, uh, surrounded by trees with mountains on one side, okay? In the middle of it, there is a trailer up on cement blocks. Now, inside is me my nephew who's supposed to be my little brother and then my dad and my mom okay what do you mean your nephew who's supposed to be your little brother well in the dream he's my little brother but okay in real life it's my nephew oh weird yes okay uh there's no like weird incest thing um so we're all eating dinner and there starts to be an earthquake and we're like oh my god what's going on and we look out and a giant like three story tall tire comes rolling out between the mountains and the trees and it's rolling around the trailer and we're like, Oh my god, a tire and it rolls away. And we're like, What in the world was that? I've never seen a tire around these parts and then the tire comes back and starts rolling around again and we're like, Oh no, it's a tire and then it goes away and then it comes back again but on fire. And we're like, no, what are we going to do? And then while it's attacking us, another giant three-story tire comes out, and they start running into our mobile home, and they're hitting it and bouncing backwards and then bouncing a couple times and then rolling again. So it's doing like that boing, do 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 boing, do 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 And so my dad's like, guys, don't worry about it. And he goes over into one of those little wall heaters and unscrews it, and he starts climbing into it. And so me... <laughs> my brother in the dream and my mom climb into it and we're in this all white like matrix room thing and my dad's like we'll be safe in the basement and and we're like and and we're like okay but we can still kind of feel it rumbling and we're like oh no we're gonna be in trouble and my dad's like don't worry about it and he sits in like a spinning desk chair and turns around and reaches out and grabs onto a steering wheel and we drive the basement out of the mobile home and we're driving around as the tires are like bouncing off of us and we're like laughing at the tires we're like they can't hurt us <laughs> stupid tires and then while they're still attacking we pull back into the house climb out of the vent back into the house and start panicking again well the tires disperse and then two semi trucks that would fit on these tires <laughs> come out and, and one starts coming towards us and then it just flips over sideways and then just like skirts past the house and the other one pulls around next to it and out of it comes Uncle Jed from the Beverly Hillbillies, a topless old woman from the movie Kingpin, a football player in Huckleberry Finn, and they... <laughs> And they come into the house, and they're like, we want to take your kids to come work on our farm. And my parents are like, okay, that's fine. And and they're like crying and sad that we have to go. And I'm like, let me just say goodbye to my parents. And they're like, okay. And they don't get back in the truck. They just start walking towards the woods with my little brother slash nephew. And I'm talking to my parents, and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll get them back. I'll get them back. So I walk outside, and I grab a shovel, and I whistle. And they turn around, and when they turn around, my little brother becomes my little sister, I guess. She just becomes a girl version at that point. But they start walking towards me, and I go to meet them. And when we're close enough, I smash the old lady in the face with a shovel, and she, like, matrix flips across the field. And then I just start ruthlessly beating this family with a shovel 
and there's like I'm getting covered in blood. There's like blood all over the grass, and I'm just murdering this family with this shovel. And then I woke up, and I my heart was beating and I was sweating, but then I just started laughing so hard and i sat down and i wrote out the entire dream in detail at like one in the morning so i could remember it the next day and then it's i woke so up again and, and laughed about it I, you know what i realized i have heard that before yeah. <laughs> i was thinking oh this is well rehearsed oh, no, yeah. I've, i know i've heard it before but it's but still it's really good it's one of those ridiculous things that stays with you forever uh we should probably end but so i would like to say I actually heard some stories that I'd never heard before, and this was really fun. Yeah. Hopefully, it was fun to listen to. I know sometimes listening to people talk about their dreams can be, like, the most boring thing, because if you didn't experience it, it, it's never the same. But, I don't know. After having, like, a Halloween-themed episode, I just felt like we needed to talk about some stuff that actually scares us, so. Yeah. Hey, film Narcians, don't look under the bed. Yeah, don't do it. But do look on Twitter and Instagram and find FilmNark. Leave comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know some of your nightmares, scary things that have happened to you. We'll share them on the site. Maybe we'll talk about them on the show. Humans can lick, too. What? Remember that story <laughs> about the dog? And she's like, oh, my dog's still oh, licking my finger. Yeah. It's okay. Classic. That's right. Anyhow, uh, check out the website. We have everything there, www.filmnark.com. Obviously, our Instagram and Twitter are happening. And filmnark at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We will respond. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yep. And Patreon. Check out Patreon. Help Do us it. out. <laughs> Hello. All right, Chris, want to send him out? Yes. But uh, our next... Our next um, parking lot review will probably be um, the IMAX 3D version of Doctor Strange. So keep your ears ready for that action. And uh, peace out. Milk was a bad choice.